Welcome to podcast number four of Practical Wisdom from ACP Financial Advisors, a monthly program about creating and operating the successful financial planning practice. We're a presentation of the Alliance of Comprehensive Planners, known as ACP, a community of tax-focused financial advisors operating under a unique retainer-based fiduciary business model. I'm your host, Ken Robinson. On our show today, leaving the world of commissions. For decades, financial advisors have heard that the future of the profession is founded on fee compensation. But the transition from commissions to fees is still a daunting challenge for many who would like to make the switch. It might be getting easier as more advisors with established practices look for the right successor, the right person to entrust with their client's financial well-being. We've interviewed guests who've set up their own financial planning practices, and we'll do so again. On today's show, we'll talk about joining a small firm and moving from commissions to fees in the process. Our guest is Meredith Briggs, CFP, co-owner of Taconic Advisors with offices in Poughkeepsie and Saugerties, New York. After earning Series 7, 66, and life and health insurance licenses, Meredith began a journey that led her to her fiduciary fee-only practice. Meredith, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Ken. So tell us how you got into financial services. Well, my journey began actually with some difficult financial uh, challenges that were facing my family when I was coming out of, of college. And I started working in sales and was pretty successful working for some sales companies. But Once my family started to face some financial challenges, I felt the pull to do something different, something that would be more meaningful with my life. And I started getting a lot of solicitations from companies that were looking for salespeople to work for their financial services businesses. And this seemed like a perfect fit for me. I'd always been good at math. I'd always liked talking to people. And personally, I wanted to be on better financial footing. And so I started to uh, apply for several positions as a financial advisor. What I learned fairly quickly after accepting my first position and working for a company that was really an annuity and life insurance sales business was that most advisors were really glorified salespeople, which is why they were excited about interviewing me. And there was a lot less emphasis on real financial planning. So your early experiences in the industry were pretty heavily sales focused. Absolutely. Um, and I I've kind of enjoyed the sales, I have to be honest. It wasn't something I totally shied away from, but I didn't always feel that my company and my managers were making recommendations based on the client's best interest. And over time, that started to really weigh on me. And I also recognized that there were certain situations where I was doing the right thing for a client, but there was no way that I could get paid for it. Mm -hmm. And so it put me in a really awkward position of trying to do the right things and trying to build a career that I was starting to not really believe in. Did you have specific sales targets to meet, quotas that you were expected to achieve every month or every quarter? 
we had certain minimums that we had to meet just to keep our job. And so at first Mm -hmm. that was my focus, but there were also certain products that paid the managers more and that paid the salespeople more. And so we were certainly encouraged to recommend those products whenever they were appropriate. Things like variable life insurance and variable annuities um, were certainly pushed ahead of even sometimes clients funding their 401ks or funding things like 529 plans. And I felt that fundamentally, we should be looking out for the client first. And so it was a different kind of philosophy than what had gotten me interested in the business in the first place. And um, over time, I started to look for a different type of model that would work better for me. There was one particular occasion where I I remember this gentleman, we were going to ride in my car together to go visit a prospective client. And when he got to my car, he started laughing at me because I drove a small economy vehicle that Mm -hmm. um, wasn't very flashy or, or enticing, I guess, for a prospective client. And his feeling was that I should be, quote, fake it before you make it. To, to kind of show people I was successful by driving a nicer car or wearing nicer suits or something like that, rather than demonstrating fiscal responsibility and buying an economy-sized car. So the other thing that happened was I started learning more about the CFP program, started working on my CFP. And as I learned more about comprehensive planning, I got just more and more excited. It was the first time I felt like I was really empowered with the right knowledge and tools to help people. I was also very fortunate to begin working with an experienced advisor who was also a CFP, and she had been working in commissions for many years. And she showed me kind of a different method for working with clients. And when I worked with Michelle, Every client that we met with, we started by taking through a financial planning process, which was totally different from the way I was initially trained. I was initially trained to introduce products and show people how products could solve their problems. And Michelle really turned that on its head and she she showed me that we needed to develop a plan for people and then help advise them and offer them ways that we could fill in the gaps for their planning. So working with her also really spurred my interest in taking a different approach. And I, I feel really indebted to having a great mentor and somebody that, that could help me find that passion and, and really keep me in the business um, for long enough to find find a company that was a better match for me. So it sounds like your initial experience got to the product more or less as quickly as you could. And then the truer financial planning experience, the product was a result of having completed a plan and identifying what gaps needed to be filled in. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think still today, there's a lot of companies that put themselves out as comprehensive planners because they're starting with a planning process, but ultimately they're trying to place products. And ultimately, that's how the advisor is being compensated. So while this this shifted my understanding of the industry and the approach that I wanted to take, I still felt that selling products wasn't the way that I wanted to build my career. So as you started working with this mentor, it gave you the chance to get exposure to comprehensive planning, but compensation was still based on sale product sales. That's exactly right. And it was interesting. I still remember the morning that I walked into Michelle's office and told her that I was going to be leaving the commission business and uh, going to work for a fee-only practice. And 
after the initial shock wore off because we weren't going to be working together any longer, she told me that she was totally jealous and she wished that she could do the same thing. And what I've seen with a lot of other commission advisors is they get into the cycle with these companies and they're starting to get residual payouts and other perks from the company. And it becomes more and more difficult to disentangle and to start fresh into a a new process for building a practice. So I'm actually really grateful that I had that foundation, but then also made the decision early on enough in my career that I could really do something different. I'm reminded of a a phrase from my days practicing law uh, about why people didn't feel they could leave legal practice. And the phrase they used was golden handcuffs. Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of these types of products have some very lucrative residual benefits. And this was also one of the things that kind of turned me off from the culture of the sales. Once you kind of land a client, you don't have to do much work for that client anymore. And you get paid a lot on the front end. And then sometimes you're getting paid a pretty hefty residual. But there's very little service and very little attention that you have to give to those clients anymore. So if you're looking to make a lot of money and that's your primary motivation, that's kind of exciting. But if your primary motivation is not just money, but to do what's right for people, it doesn't necessarily motivate advisors to service and to really take care of people in the long term. It brings to mind the point of view of financial planning being a helping profession. I think it absolutely is. And could I still have a successful and lucrative career um, by making this change? And initially, I had a a number of people that told me, no, there's no way you can make good money and and work in a fee-only practice. And I was really discouraged. Um, Now, what I found over time is that was entirely wrong. And in fact, our practice right now has a wait list for new clients. We have more business than we can handle And I'm working fewer hours than I ever did when I worked in those other models. That's outstanding. As I've seen Bob Veris comment, doing well by doing good. And uh, that's what the fee-only practice can be. So why was it important to go fee-only? Well, for me, it was was the ethically right thing. It was the way that I could um, do business and lay my head on the pillow every night and feel really good about what I was doing. Personally, I also wanted more uh, flexibility in my life. Uh, I wanted to have my own choice in terms of how I spent my time. And so the idea of being self-employed was also really appealing to me. So I was fortunate enough to meet Chip Simon, who's now my business partner. And I happened to sit down at a table with him at a breakfast And we were just kind of chatting and he told me what he does. And I I explained what I was doing at the time, working for a large life insurance company. And he said, you know, we should have lunch sometime. And we ended up having lunch and breakfast, I think about 15 times. (laughs) We started to, to formulate some plans for me exiting my old job. And What was so intriguing about joining CHIP was that I could step into a model that works, that had been proven. He'd been in business for 15 years before I joined him. So it had been proven that he could make money and have a 
a comfortable and happy lifestyle, um, doing what I'd always wanted to do, but never quite knew how to execute it. And as I mentioned earlier, when, when I was initially trying to leave commissions, I had met with several different advisors, um, even people who were sort of fee-only planners. But I had three different people tell me, well, you've got to do something else. If you're going to be fee-only, you still have to sell some insurance or you, you still have to do taxes or you still have to manage money. You have to do something to actually pay the bills because financial planning will never pay the bills. And when I met Chip Simon, he showed me the ACP model and it was just so obvious. I thought it was like the best kept secret in the financial planning world that you can follow this very straightforward system, be on the same page with your clients and do the right things and be paid appropriately for your time. And I think it's going to continue to grow and become the way of the future because it simply makes sense. Was that your previous perception of how you thought a fee-only practice would look? Or did that come to you as sort of a, a blinding flash of the obvious, wow, this really is how it should be? No, I didn't really know how it could work. I had been kind of searching for a better solution, but I was also so inundated with my current job that I didn't have the clarity of mind to really start <laughs> creating that new thing. And so meeting Chip helped kind of open up all these other ideas to me that I didn't even know were out there. And I continue to think that the ACP model or the, the retainer-based fee-only financial planning model is not only the best thing for clients, but I think it's the best thing for advisors. And as more and more advisors learn how they can do this, I think we're going to continue to see this part of the market expand and, and grow very quickly. I think if someone were to ask you if you were tax focused, you would say you're certainly tax focused, but you don't prepare income tax returns, do you? That's right. No, we don't actually do the tax preparation and we don't take discretionary uh, management of our clients' portfolios. So we are a totally non-discretionary, non-tax preparing, fee-only financial planning practice. And so initially, when Chip told me about this, it was kind of like, well, then what do you do? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> so we meet with our clients regularly. Um, all of our retained clients um, meet with us at least three or four times a year. So we have a very strong understanding of what they have going on financially. We have a lot of clients that are business owners or that are approaching retirement. And they need help with their portfolio. They need help monitoring their tax return. They need to review their insurance and their estate plans and make sure that everything is coordinated. And we're helping them stay on track of all of those things and make good decisions all along the way. So I think of myself as like their financial coach. I can't do it for them. I can't, can't do the reps in the gym for them but I can make sure that they're doing the reps appropriately and that they're not going to injure themselves in the process. And in many cases, our fees are less than what you would pay to a commission advisor or to an advisor that charges for assets under management. We're much more hands-on. We're much more in tune with what our clients are doing. So they feel like they're really getting the support when they need it and they can call us for anything. 
So I've had clients call me to ask about how they're paying for their moving company or whether they should give their child a gift or all kinds of different little things that if you were paying a commission advisor, you probably wouldn't even feel comfortable approaching those questions. So we become a, a part of their you know, personal executive team. And it's a lot of responsibility, but it's also really exciting. And when we have a client retire, we have a client get married or reach other major milestones, really everyone in our office is celebrating that because it's like they're part of our extended family. Our clients become people that we care about and really enjoy helping along the journey. Yeah, I've found that one of the unexpected benefits is how much I just enjoy spending time with our clients. There are times that we uh, arrange meetings so that they'll finish uh, around lunchtime or start just after lunchtime. So I have a chance to go out to lunch with a client, not to talk about any of their financial plans, but just to get caught up on what's going on in their lives. And so that they can ask the questions that it turns out they're genuinely interested in asking about what's going on in my life. Uh, And that was a real unexpected benefit of this type of practice. I had pondered the possibility of maybe I want to be an hourly planner, which can be a perfectly good planning model. But I think of the phone call we had on a long-term care insurance issue earlier today where the client and I were in the room talking to the broker for this policy, taking our time to get all our questions answered without the client having to worry, oh gosh, how much is this going to cost me to get Ken's input on this? That's absolutely right. And there are so many situations that I I probably wouldn't have put myself in in my old role as a commissioned advisor Um, For example, we had some clients a couple months ago that were trying to make the decision of whether they wanted to move into a continuing care retirement community. Mm -hmm. And there was some important financial decisions of what this would cost, but there were also some important kind of lifestyle considerations. Was this right for them? Was the timing right? Was the community right? And we actually went to visit the community with them and met with the management. And following that meeting, the client sent me a message saying that it, it meant so much to them that not, not just that we, we were there to help evaluate the financial side of things, but we were really there as their advocate. It was almost like you know an extended family member there to really check things out and make sure that it was right for them. And that's not something that was you know in our client agreement per se, but we were doing the right thing and there to really look out for them. And because our clients are on retainer, we're being paid to do the right thing when we need to do the right thing. So we don't, I don't think about it as a particular transaction or like you mentioned, an hourly fee, but to help them come to the right conclusion. One of the things that worried me as I was leaving the commission world and moving into fee only was you know, will I always be able to help people find the solutions that they need? You know, can I help them execute on what they need to get done? If I see somebody that needs life insurance, I can't sell it to them anymore. So what do I do? And um, I've actually heard this from other commission-based advisors that are struggling with that. We get so programmed to offer the solution and to, to be able to say, yes, you can buy that CCRC and here's how you do it. 
And at the same time, it's been really freeing to not be responsible for having to actually you know, write out the life insurance application. We do the, the due diligence of helping them look for the right policy, helping them find the, what's affordable, what the right amount should be, shop the different companies. That's really where the planning comes in. That's where we can really provide our expertise and our guidance. And then we can rely on an insurance broker to actually get the application filled out and, and get the insurance in place. And it's freed us from that minutia of just paperwork and sales process to really thinking strategically and thinking about what does this client need and how can we really make sure that they're doing the things they need to do. And that's where you're really adding value that they would have a hard time getting anywhere else. Many, many people can fill out that application. Very few people know how to do the kind of life planning based comprehensive view of financial planning that you and Chip do. There are just not that many of us in the profession handling things quite that way. I'm pleased to see the numbers growing. Me too. And hopefully more commission-based people will seek out this type of a change. I think as more commission-based advisors learn about how you can make a great career as a fee-only planner, it'll start to make more and more sense. And we'll start to see this as the model that people start in instead of having to, to make a switch mid-career. Right. Well, in ACP, we're a moderate-sized organization. We tend to know each other pretty well. And one thing that I think sets you apart from anyone else in ACP is you're in not just one, but two different bands. Meredith, where can we get your music? <laughs> Uh, well, one band I'm in is a cover band, so you can listen to the classic rock radio station in your local area, and you'll hear most of those songs. But the other band I'm working on, uh, we hope to have an album out uh, sometime later this year, so I will be sure to let you know about that when it's available. Yeah, please do. I will be glad to uh, get a CD provided you can autograph it for me. <laughs> My pleasure. Okay. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Meredith. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Likewise. Thank you, Ken. This has been fun. You've been listening to Meredith Briggs, CFP, co-owner of Taconic Advisors with offices in Poughkeepsie and Saugerties, New York. There's a link to Meredith's website in our show notes. This is podcast number four of Practical Wisdom from ACP Financial Advisors from the Alliance of Comprehensive Planners. ACP is a community of tax-focused financial advisors operating under a unique fee-only retainer model. For more than 20 years, ACP has trained advisors in the practices and tools of a comprehensive process rooted in the uncompromising values of fiduciary fee-only planning. Our members are pioneers and innovators who together have perfected a unique retainer-based, tax-focused, comprehensive approach providing a distinct alternative in the financial planning marketplace. ACP offers a lower cost associate membership for those who want to learn and apply ACP's methodology prior to becoming certified members. For more information, call 910-769-1569 or visit acplanners.org.